0: Footy a delusional soccer podcast.
1: Footy do, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. This one's called the Minimum Wage Derby. We've talked multiple times about how we used to play at our local soccer field after hours. Well, here's a story about a time we didn't play. It was business as usual at the Barnegat Rec Fields. The lads rolled in one after the other around 10 o'clock as we started to kick around and warm up. We usually do this for about 30, 40 minutes whipping in corners, taking warm-up shots, before we ended up moving the goals into position for an actual game. As some of us mingled by the sidelines, someone brought up the recent proposition of raising the minimum wage in New Jersey. Our older brother Nick and our friend Matt then got into an occasionally heated debate about the subject. The quarrel lasted about another 30 to 40 minutes, and by the time it ended, it was very late and some of our players had to go home. The game was never played, although a head-to-head matchup did occur. Matt versus Nick.
0: Never ends well, does it?
1: No. He's no. banned
0: he's banned from Q the banter.
1: Matt is yes. Yeah. He's I mean he knows fuck and all he about soccer, so he's
0: banned from this one too.
1: Yeah. And of course he doesn't he hasn't mentioned it once, so it just shows he doesn't listen, so he's extra banned from both.
0: Yeah, he's it's it's all about loyalty and uh He's got none of it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I was there for that one because I, I honestly, I remember hearing the story. But I think I was working or just something took me away from that from that uh, wonderful yeah, night.
1: I, I'm trying to like I, I don't maybe we played like a little like small one of our like just fun games, not an actual head to head game. Yeah. What uh, Michael Bradley
0: happened. touches or Ritalazzo?
1: Yeah, like so. Whenever, but I knew, I just know we never actually, or maybe we played a quick game and then it was time to play another part of it, and like we were gonna finish the game and then it just we never did. I think we never actually got into a full on game because that debate happened and it went on for so long, and then Nick was like, "I got work tomorrow, I gotta go," and it's like. It's like, great, we, we just sat here and listened to this whole thing, and we didn't even get to play.
0: Honestly, that's better than John leaving mid-game for 8 o'clock mass. True. That shit recently, was terrible.
1: He, he just texted me recently asking if I think Kyler Murray is going to go first in the NFL draft because Joey Bills is at plus 600. Yeah,
0: he's, very, like, he's very focused on, on the NFL draft odds.
1: Yeah, I was like I, – I said to him because he didn't bring it up at first. I said, yeah, like I, like I thought he was for sure, and now I'm starting to doubt it a little bit just based on what I'm hearing. And he's like, I'm only asking because of the odds. And I was like, why are you asking me? I Like I am nowhere near an expert I mean, on we the have NFL a, draft. We
0: have a gambling group chat. We have a sports gambling group chat. So I don't know yeah. why he would be reaching yeah. out to you.
1: I'm hardly the NFL draft expert Yeah. anymore. But that's because <laughs> that's because I got into soccer, and you know that's what we're here to actually talk about.
0: You think we should talk about soccer at some point, or should we just keep bashing John? Yeah, I
1: mean, it's we can. It's a toss up.
0: All right, uh, we'll I'll see. Pull if pull he meant the coin. heads of soccer, and uh, I don't have a coin, so uh, we're gonna talk soccer then. Um, Man City Spurs have played twice since we last spoke.
1: Yes. Three and, times in the past two weeks. Yeah,
0: three times in the past like five days. Um, once in the Champions League and once in the Premier League. Now the Champions League edition may have been the best Champions League tie I've ever seen, and that is said with a, a bit of pain.
1: And you predicted it. I predicted this it. It was all my your delusion. Fat. And
0: not happy about being right, but um, 4-3, City win on the day, and Tottenham go through thanks to none other than Fernando Llorente.
1: And VAR.
0: What a tag team. Llorente and VAR, hell of a combination.
1: Did you see the video of the Man City fan leaving the stadium? and they were like how do you feel like are disappointing he's like disappointing what do you mean we won it's like now they disallowed it yeah i saw that that what an idiot just stay till the final whistle yeah now you were watching in a bar and they didn't even show they the VAR they, they did didn't show the replay they didn't show
0: the replay on the on the when i was watching the game at Darcy's they did, did not show the the replay me and a guy sit, yeah. the guy sitting next to me i i went after a work meeting so it was—I didn't know anyone there, but I'm talking to the guy next to me. Like, how—like, first of all, VAR usually takes a little while. This was, like, 30 seconds, boom, decisions made. It wasn't the head referee that went and looked at the TV. It was the VAR referee that made the decision. And it just—it literally turned the match on its head. And it, it—that—it was— They score or they're out. They scored and then are still out because of
1: VAR. It was it was a tied it was a tie uh, deciding decision and it it wasn't on the replay. It was redacted. Yeah. (laughs) So they came out and they said, Hey look, there's no collusion, but it's not a total exoneration of uh, of Tottenham. (laughs) And they just didn't know. No collusion. No collusion. No. Yeah, it was the Mueller report of of soccer matches. The ending of it, they they're like, yeah, so like Tottenham win, but like we're not going to show you why. And so this, uh, we're not going to release the details.
0: I I have since watched the um, the extended highlights of the match, but I only got to see the second half. The first half, I was in. I like I said, I was in a meeting for, um, and rough time to have a meeting. Five goals in the first twenty
1: 21 minutes. Um, Yeah, I was I was on set all day. My phone died at like one o'clock, and I didn't get home until like ten o'clock. I didn't get to my car where I can charge my phone. So did did you not know what
0: happened until then?
1: No. So I got onto the bus to leave set, and there's luckily there was chargers on the bus. Um, So I plugged it in and pulled it up, and I looked at it, and I was like. I was like four three city win. Oh shit! That's that means <laughs> that means Tottenham to go through. But th- so but this I didn't know, this was I didn't know about the VAR or anything. This was all like this was at eight thirty LA time.
0: So eleven thirty. So yeah, you're you're eight hours behind something like that. Um, from... Pep
1: yeah. Pep was well into his sad nap at that point. A sad nap that should have lasted
0: several days because. The, the You could see it. The, the passion for this celebration at the Etihad was absolutely insane. Um, it felt like that goal from Sterling, it was the perfect player to be scoring in the situation. Uh, that would have been his hat trick. And Just think of all of the criticism he's gotten and a Raheem Sterling hat trick sends you through over Tottenham uh, to the Champions League semifinals. And pep goes insane the entire crowd is just delirious sterling barely knows what to do with himself and then it's just all taken away pep guardiola falling to his knees and you kind of just see at that moment what uh, some people like to say you know it's it's just a game this proves that it's not this moment proves that it's not just a game this is people's lives this is their this is their career um So it's, it's just something, it was insane to, insane to watch, insane to see that unfold, especially not knowing, not seeing a replay. Now, think about the people in the stadium. They, they, I can't imagine that they were showing the replay of that on the, on the screen with, because then they, you know, gold disallowed. All right, we got two minutes to try to do this again. There's no chance that they were going to do that. Um, Yeah. That's it right there. Yeah, that I mean, that decides it. It doesn't matter how much. There could have been 10 minutes left in the game, and that, that decision just completely deflates you. And yeah. it, it's like a centimeter that, that uh, Sergio Aguero was offside. And the happiest man in this situation has to be Christian Eriksen because it was his back pass that gets deflected, which – he passed it off the right player's legs because it deflects to aguero who was like i said a centimeter offside but what in the world is christian eriksen doing
1: and it was almost calamitous and it, var saved spurs from uh hitting peak Spursy. cuz um,
0: that that the, the decision in that in that spot was awful horrendous they like cut, like what are you doing you're too good of a player in that situation Christian Erickson to be passing it back and not accurately. Mm -hmm. If like, if you're going to do it, it's got to come off perfectly. You've got to find your man so that he can clear it upfield because you're just facing the wrong way. And it, he put himself and he put his team in a horrible situation and he's lucky that VAR uh, was put in place for the champions league this year.
1: Yeah. It's a big, it's a big moment. And I mean, obviously we're not going to remember it, which is, I mean, excellent for, for him excellent for tottenham they're onto the you know the semi final this is a it's been a huge uh a huge moment uh for them huge season in the champions league for them uh no harry kane uh but human Sung is like he's becoming a superstar he's he's immortalizing himself for tottenham uh in tottenham lore forever you know the the stretch he's on especially scoring what he scored three times in this tie alone he mm-hmm. had um besides Urente, he had all their goals uh and you know they have a I hate to say I don't want to say favorable but because what Ajax has been able to do in this competition has surprised people as well but they've knocked out uh, Mr.
0: Champions League and Cristiano Ronaldo
1: yeah and uh but you know Tottenham is in a has to feel like they're in a good spot I mean they're the tie it's the best tie for them i think because they're not playing liverpool who they've lost to recently or or barcelona who they were in a group with and um,
0: you'd also have to think from an Ajax point of view that out of the teams remaining that tottenham may be the the team that they can nick something from the easiest so um yeah, it,
1: exactly so both sides will be feeling uh very similar but it'll it'll make for an excellent semi final
0: yeah, and you know like you said besides that you're goal so um in the in the quarterfinals, son scored all of the goals that for for tottenham that they knew anything about Lorente did not know anything about that goal that goes off of his arm and then off of his hip um to to that's the deciding goal but um you're right, son has been spectacular. Three goals in the two legs. Um, He scored the first goal at the new stadium. So he's got the first Champions League goal at the new stadium. Um, And he's just... He has been fantastic. He's the type of player that every team wants to have. Because Harry Kane is out, and you can play Son up front. It's not his natural position. But even when you move him out wide to his natural position, um, out on the left, he still scoring goals. He is a very talented goal scoring winger that if you look around the premier league, at least that's, that's something that like every, everyone wants Arsenal don't have a, a winger that scores goals like son um, Chelsea have hazard, but have kind of struggled to add it add another one um, with, with, you know, struggling William Pedro, Callum Hudson yeah, Chelsea, Odoi just ruptured his Chelsea Achilles today. It.
1: Yeah, um, Chelsea, Chelsea have, have it, it, but don't have the striker. They yeah, Chelsea have, have it, but for how much longer? Um, right, and they have it, but they don't have a striker that scores goals. Yeah. Whereas Tottenham have their 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 goal scoring striker plus son. It always helps to have yeah, that
0: exactly. And you know, a team like Manchester Manchester City have uh, I think about fifty wingers that can score, so they're good there. Yeah, um, but. You know, like a team like Manchester United, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer takes over and things look great. They're in a bad run of form. Anthony Martial has not scored since I don't I think since January. Um, so they have a bunch of wingers that are kind of on the same level as each other, kind of like uh, struggling to really take a, a good starting a good spot in the starting eleven, try, struggling to solidify it, but. Um, yeah, the, the South Korean winger slash forward um, has been fantastic for Tottenham and could very well put them into the Champions League final. But he is suspended for the first leg of that semifinal. Um, yellow card accumulation Kobe big, Kobe keeps big. him out, which Harry Kane's not going to be there. So you're. It, Pochettino's going to have to show us what he's made of.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think he has recently. So, I mean, like of course, this is a big result. Uh, and, I mean, there's got to be a lot of talk about uh, Pep in this, comp- in this competition because this is two years. We brought it up on the last podcast. This is two years in a row Pep has lost to another Premier League side uh, and been knocked out uh, of the Champions League. Like, they were the best team outright in England last year. They might well, they might as well they might be it again this year, yet they're losing to teams lower than them on their own table and getting knocked out of the Champions League, the competition that they brought Pep in to win.
0: Yeah, you know, before he joined City, he had seven years in a row that he made the semifinal, um, four with Barcelona, three with Bayern, and now it's three years in a row that he hasn't reached the semifinal. Um, around a 16 uh, exit and two straight quarterfinal exits now and it's it's something that you know you look at this team you've got Sergio Aguero who um, scored what he thought was going to be the deciding goal in the tie. Um, you have to wonder if a player like him he's one of the best players in the history of the club if he's going to lift a, a European trophy because it's they just seem to run into bad luck. And, you know, Tottenham, credit to Tottenham because not a lot of teams are going to run at City and go attack for attack with City like Tottenham did um, over the two legs, and um, it, it works. So, I mean, that's it's a blueprint for, uh, for other side's trying to play, trying to get points off a of city in the league or in European competitions next year and the cups um, and what have you. But um, it just doesn't, something's not right at Manchester city. I don't, what, what is the missing, the missing piece? Is it a, it's, I. it's not down to players. It's not down to it. It, I don't know that it's down to the manager. It just seems to be on the night. It was too much pressure and we do have to focus on Imeric Laporte. He was horrendous in this second leg. He was absolutely terrible.
1: And he was he was you no know, a big piece that they brought in. He was their main center back. They were bringing in. He was going to get them over the hump. Um. And that yeah, that's 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 huge. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how many. He's won – Pep's won how many trophies with City so far? He won the league last year. He won the league cup last year. Was it a double? Did they do a double last year? Um,
0: That sounds right to me, yeah. They beat Uh, they beat Arsenal in the league cup last year, yeah.
1: Okay, and now this year they have a trophy already. So he has three trophies so far. Um, he's in another FA Cup final, or he's in an FA Cup final. Um, and he's also – they're set up. If they win out, they win the league. So they could have a treble this year, um, which would total five trophies for them. It But with the with what has happened in the Champions League, it just doesn't feel good enough. I don't want to call it a failure, but like they brought him in to win this competition, and he's underperformed two years in a row.
0: Yeah, and now like you said, uh, three years in a row. I mean, I know that first year the team the team did not look nearly like it does right now. Um,
1: but again, they still actually did underperform given the expectations that that team had yeah, losing to Monaco.
0: Absolutely, um, and we could be sitting sitting at the the league season's over. The Champions League is over. We could be looking at Manchester City winning three trophies in the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, and the Premier League, and we could see Liverpool winning the Champions League. And the mindset with both of those teams is going to be, ah, we we just didn't do enough. Not that both of those seasons would not be considered c- successful, and to say that if Liverpool win the Champions League, it's not like they're uh, not going to be okay with that. But it's the Premier League that's eluded them. And for Manchester City, it's the Champions League that's eluded them. And if they don't exercise their demons and win those competitions that they struggled to do, they're going to think, well, what, what went wrong? What could we have done better? And what do we need to fix going into next season? Because yeah. we know Man City are not one of the Champions
1: League. They're out. But I think that I think at the very least they need to, um, like City needs to be getting to the final of the Champions League. I know it's a crazy competition, um, and, you know, it's incredibly random at times, and it's about who you draw, and form sometimes goes out the window, uh, or sometimes it plays more of a part in it than, it, and, you know, you'd expect it to. Like last year when they came up against Liverpool, Liverpool, like they were very much ahead of Liverpool in the league, but Liverpool were very much playing the best football at that time, and it showed when in that in that uh, in that semifinal, or was it was it a quarterfinal last year? Quarterfinal. It was a quarterfinal.
0: Ugh. Yeah, there. That's the thing. They they reached the semifinal um, a one. few years back with Pellegrini in charge. Um, this, they, and they reached it. They lost. They
1: reached it the year before he came in. Yeah.
0: So they reached the semifinal and. They were a goal away from the Champions League final. Yeah, They lost to Real Madrid, obviously, who went on to win, but Pellegrini was winning league titles and got further in the Champions League. So who's to say that with the goals that Manchester City has set out that Pep Guardiola hasn't failed at at what he was brought in to do? And it's a ridiculous statement, but they brought him in to win the Champions League, and he hasn't he hasn't gotten to the semifinal of that competition in three years. And he spent an unbelievable amount of money. I don't have the figure, but it's somewhere it's hundreds of millions of pounds, while Tottenham, under Pochettino in his entire reign, have a net spend of 40 million pounds. They didn't sign a player this season. They they are the first top-flight team in England to ever... two consecutive transfer windows without making a signing and they're Champions League semifinalists so all the credit in the world to Mauricio Pochettino Um, but say next season City failed to get to the semifinal what's what's it looking like for Pep does he step down does he leave
1: I don't know I mean like well just I mean look at it like we're we're comparing him to Pellegrini. Pellegrini has a league title. He won, he won the Carabao Cup, went back or what the Capital One Cup, whatever it was called. He beat Manchester City. I mean, Manchester City beat Liverpool. Um, he won the league. he what his first year in charge? He won the league, and he made it to a Champions League sem- semi final. Pep has a League Cup, a Premier League, and. Has not made it that far. So, right now, looking at Pellegrini's time, it's more of a success than Pep's is. Obviously, Pep might win the league again this year and uh, win the FA Cup. I think you better hope that he wins, at least now he has to win the the Premier League. I think if he wins just, if they just get the FA Cup and the League Cup, whereas Liverpool uh, win the league and are playing in a semi, Champions League semifinal a year after being in the final? I don't know.
0: What is it like if Liverpool win the league, win the Champions League, and Man City lose the FA Cup final to Watford and only walk away with the Carabao Cup? Even if they win that FA Cup final against Watford, and Liverpool do they a put double us of in charge. They might as well.
1: Yeah, Ugh.
0: because it's it it's. Not good enough for the for the amount of money that you're spending. That's that's what football has become, though. For the amount of money that you're spending, you have to justify it with bringing in the trophies that your club has not won before. All he's doing is keeping keeping on with the uh, um, with the the history, the recent history of winning. Um, the fashion that they won the league last season was incredible. Um,
1: I mean, best best uh, season ever.
0: Yeah, best point tally. So it's yeah. not to say that, oh, he's just won the league and a couple League Cups, whatever. Um, because the way he won the league, the way that that team won the league last season was insane. Pellegrini did not get them 100 points. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, they still have, they still have, the, the same, they still got the same winner's medal, um, for that, for the Premier League there, so, um, yeah, it's, you know, City have to win out now, um, and we'll see if they do now, uh, this weekend they played Tottenham again, a 1-0 win over Spurs at, at the Etihad once again, Phil Foden is the, <laughs> the only goal scorer, um,
1: Just like we predicted? Yeah. Just like everyone I knew that
0: that Phil Foden would score in the fifth minute, and that would be the only goal. Um, But Tottenham were were good in this game. They both put four shots on target. Um, Tottenham only took 10 shots total to City's 15. But some of the best chances in this game fell to Spurs. Um, A little bit of luck didn't go their way. The right bounds going their way. But um, at the end of the day, City take the three points. They recover well. Um, It wasn't the high-intensity match that I expected after that uh, after that ridiculous semifinal. Um you know, like we said, Foden, right. Foden started. Kevin De Bruyne got injured though in the thirty eighth minute. That's gonna be big. Um especially yeah, he might be he's, for the year. he's gonna he's not gonna be in the Manchester Derby coming up in a few days. Um and that's that's gonna be uh, that's a massive blow for City. It really is.
1: But yeah, I mean, you look at what happened with them in the first leg. They did. They De Bruyne didn't start, and they lost to Tottenham. Uh, that was a very big um, aspect of that. So they're not the same team without him. I mean, they still have plenty of players uh, in that lineup um, that can get the job done. Like you I mean, like the the PFA shortlist came out. Three players from City. None of them were Kevin De Bruyne. So like, it, it just shows you they have the firepower to. To win and Manchester United are struggling. Yeah, but who knows? Anything can happen in a derby.
0: It really can. And uh, one thing that I didn't I, I didn't realize until now, looking at uh, the players that Spurs brought on the bench for this uh, for this Premier League tie, they had Danny Rose and Kyle Walker Peters as defenders. Victor Wanayama um, who's struggled as of late. Oliver Skip um, was the other midfielder. They had Urente, who came on as a sub. But Vincent Jansen made the bench for Spurs. Um, almost forgot that he was still on the team. Yeah. But
1: Vince, Vincent Vincent Janssen makes the bench, and Lucas Perez scores for West Ham in the same week.
0: Some, and Carl Jenkinson. <laughs> Carl Jenkinson played. Good old Jenko, and he was he was pretty pretty bad. He was just as good as you expect Carl Jenkinson to be. Um. And you know, in this game as well, uh, Hugo Lloris didn't play. Um, they went with Gazaniga in goal and Michel Vorm on the bench. So uh, Lloris didn't even yeah. travel. Um, but this is it, a game um, that that City should should have won, um, and and they did do. Um, what is is this ten wins in a row now for City?
1: Is it? it? If it is, it's it's been quiet. I know they. I mean, they've definitely been on a hot streak ever since. Because I mean, they 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 took a narrow lead over Liverpool uh, in the title race, and then haven't really let up. So I can see it being. I know it was at least seven, maybe it is ten. Let me take a look. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of. I think what while you look that up, I think it was. Um, it worked in City's favor that it was less intense. It was sort of a no nonsense thing. City got the job done. They needed to get done. There was a penalty shout uh handball for Kyle Walker that people were pretty mad about. I, I I saw like limited highlights of this game. Again it like I was I was kinda pissed it it aired here at four thirty in the morning, so I was not getting up to watch that. Um but um yeah, kind of just like complete opposite of what we saw uh in the Champions League a couple days before. But I mean this this title race is going to be pretty pretty crazy going down. Going
0: yeah, down and it, it, it is 10 wins in a row for City. Um, the last time How? they lost, uh, the last time they didn't win, it was a loss uh, on January 29th, Tuesday night, in, up in Newcastle, a 2-1 loss. But um, their last 10, they've beaten Arsenal, uh, Everton, slaughtered Chelsea, Beat West Ham and Bournemouth both by uh, one nil score lines. They beat Watford. They beat Fulham. They beat Cardiff. They beat Palace, and now they beat Spurs. Um, and coming up for the rest of the season, they like we said, they've got a Manchester derby. They play the uh, the red side of Manchester United um, on Wednesday. Burnley, Leicester, and Brighton. So um, you think that if they do, you would think that if they get past. Manchester United. If they get all three points there, then uh, they should be they should be winning the title. Um, but Liverpool are uh, are going to make it close to the to the end of the season till uh, May twelfth, Sunday, May twelfth. It's going to be an exciting, exciting day. Um,
1: yeah, and at Liverpool, Liverpool have won six in a row. So it's like it's going to come. It's really going to go down to the wire. That that United. That United game coming up is going to be interesting. Uh, and I think Burnley, what we've seen from Burnley lately, could be it's going to be at Turf more, so it could be a tough game. But, I mean, like we, we've talked about before, this is Manchester City, like one of the best English teams we've ever seen. So you expect them to, to get these results. Um, maybe I think I could go out on a limb here with a delusion and say that they are more likely to beat Manchester United than they are to beat Burnley. That's just how I'm feeling that's, right that's
0: now. That's a hell of a delusion.
1: Hey, that's what this podcast was built on.
0: <laughs> it's, also, like, I mean, it's currently wage. being
1: built on. <laughs> yeah. Also, raise the minimum wage. It's like unlivable out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Uh. I. I'm not sure I agree with that one quite as much, but. And we'll. we we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. We'll be back uh, next week talking about. A Manchester derby. I'm sure we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, now, today we still have got we we're going to talk uh, about the top four. What used to be a race um, looks like all four clubs that are vying for those two spots have seen it as more of a slow and steady uh, wins the race type thing. Um,
1: it's happening, isn't it? I'm feeling it.
0: A total of one point picked up by those top four clubs. But yeah. before we get I'm there, an ad bra- oh, there it is. There There's it is. We are going to take a very quick ad break. Be back in a minute. And welcome back into Footy Do You Do, a delusional soccer podcast. Uh, Thank that was you. A great ad. It fantastic ad. Two fine gents reading that one to you. Yeah. Um. But it's all over now. Let's put it, put it behind us. Top four. Yeah, we'll, hear it. we'll hear it next week. <laughs> we'll hear it next week and for years and years after that. Um, mm-hmm. The top four, what we used to call a race. Incredible uh, weekend for, for everyone involved in the top four. And by incredible, I mean absolutely horrendous. It started... Um. Was, did any of these clubs play Saturday? Yeah, it was Tottenham that lost. So we've already covered them. Um, can't really blame them for losing to Man City. So not much to say there except for just, it, you they know. They have to be very happy. That you they, thought they were taking a bigger hit. Um, yeah,
1: they they have to love what just happened with that. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're going up against Manchester City. They got the win in the semifinal, or to get to the semifinal, the, the Champions League. They go up against City, lose, and it doesn't really affect them at all.
0: Um, Now, I can't wait. Uh, We talked in the break a little bit uh, about how uh, the uh, story from last week was a a hit at Easter. Um, And I cannot wait to hear the response uh, this week. Because mom and dad just went to the gym. They just got home. Someone's taking – I'm connected to the bathroom. My room borders the bathroom and someone is taking a shower right now. They always find a way to make noise while we record this podcast.
1: Did someone just walk in? I thought I heard, a, I, heard I, thought I heard. the door open.
0: That You heard the bathroom door. The shower is now running. So hopefully, um, I don't want to be that typical podcast guy. I apologize for the background noise, but I apologize for the background noise. If there is any, I can't tell how loud it's going to be on the recording, but it's certainly going to be there and we're not going to stop. Um, But Amen. they're awfully consistent with making noise through these recordings, no matter whether or not I tell them we're recording or not. So yeah. um, let's get back on track. So Tottenham have to be happy with how things went. But then Sunday, Sunday morning, Everton completely embarrassed Manchester United at Goodison Park.
1: Coming off of a loss to Fulham,
0: A loss where I'm. I, if I'm uh, wrong, correct me. But I believe Everton did not score. I think Fulham kept a, kept a clean sheet. Fulham kept a clean sheet. Yeah, against Everton. Nice
1: little run. They just beat Bournemouth too. Two clean sheets um, in a row for them. Um, yeah, but Everton. But the, Everton strong run. beside that Fulham result, I mean, they beat Chelsea. They, I believe, but they beat Arsenal recently.
0: It's, it's 2019. And Theo Walcott added a fourth goal against Manchester United. If that's not a sign that the world is coming to an end or already has and we just don't know it yet, then I don't know what is.
1: Yeah, what did you say? The simulation is broken?
0: Yes, absolutely. But this was kind of like a a goal-of-the-season competition against United. Richarlison's uh, opener was brilliant. Sigerson from 35 yards out to make it to it uh, as they go up 2 0 into the break. Then Luca Digne, who very well may have been uh, Everton's best player this season, with a a long range volley that David Dehaene never had the chance to see and his defense failed to close down. And then Theo Walcott just puts the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the cake. Four. Goals to nil. Ali Kounde Solchar's run at United has been poor, to say the least, uh, as of late. I
1: mean, they're in sixth place, right? Yeah, they are they're exactly and... where they were when he came. When he came in, I mean, obviously they're closer to the top four, but. They, they're going to miss. It's looking like they're with a the game against City. They have a game against Chelsea. It's looking like they're going to miss out on the top four, which was what they were hoping he brought to them. Yeah. And it looked like he was going to. Now, when they appointed him permanently.
0: Now, your delusion that when, when they appointed him permanently was that the rest of the big six clubs, the rest of the Premier League clubs, should be happy that uh, Solskjaer was named the caretaker manager. And f- from this point, I don't see how you're wrong. In their last eight matches in all competitions, they have lost six times. That dates back. The first of those eight matches is a 2-0 loss to Arsenal on March 10th. March 16th, they lose in the FA Cup 2-1 to Wolves. March 30th, after an international break, they beat Watford 2-1. Then again in the league, they lose to Wolves 2-1. They lose to Barcelona 1-0. Then they beat West Ham. They lose to Barcelona 3-0. They lose to Everton 4-0. 7-0 outscored in their last two. I get that one of those teams is Barcelona, but the team that scored more was Everton. Um,
1: well, they got two Barcelona guys on their team.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: we're That's a
0: bit of a stretch there, my friend. A bit of a stretch. But this is a, an absolutely horrendous run of form that Manchester United are on. And... It's not that they're not scoring goals. It's not that they're just not defending. It's that they're doing all of those things, uh, all of those things at once. Yeah. So uh,
1: this, I mean, this episode really is has really been uh, us patting ourselves on the back with our with our delusion predictions. I, I should also say that I was leaning towards them winning the Champions League, <laughs> uh, but but by the time that he got appointed, I was just kind of like. Uh, maybe that's, I mean, and you compare it like the two guys, the guy they really wanted was Pochettino who just made it. who just brought Spurs to a, uh, champions league semifinal who are in the top four or sitting in third place right now. Whereas they, you know, they liked what they saw from Ali and decided we're going to stick with this guy. And it's, it's really fallen off. It's, it's been rough.
0: It, it really has been. And, uh, now you're starting to think. You, you, you take a look at this run, um, and you say, "Oh, well, they did appoint a guy who failed at Cardiff City.
1: They were the one, they were they got twenty. He he finished in twentieth, which was a point I made on the podcast. He finished in twentieth with Cardiff. He didn't just get relegated. Yeah, it wasn't like
0: season. a low budget uh,
1: affair where you know he, he couldn't bring in the players that he
0: wanted to." Um, but now you think about the fact that they trusted him. They gave him the job full-time. There's got, there's a lot of rebuilding to do at Manchester United. You're going to trust the guy that, uh, don't get me wrong. He's won the league title, uh, with molde in Norway, but, uh, you're going to trust the guy to rebuild Manchester United who finished 20th with Cardiff city more than you trusted, uh, Uh, David Moyes, who actually accomplished some things with Everton.
1: Yeah, it's look. They're still, they're still a long way off from where they were under Sir Alex, and you know he's gonna love to he's gonna love to uh, know this fact. But like Jose Mourinho's the closest that got them, got got them the closest to where they wanted to be. Yeah, and you know he won them trophies. He got them. And even, even Louis van Gaal won him a trophy. Yeah,
0: and, uh, and Mourinho said that finishing second with the team from last year was one of the best accomplishments of his career, and we laughed at that. And now looking at this team, he may be onto something there. Yeah. So, um, United, Let's. it's enough about bashing them. Let's tr- start to bash Arsenal a little bit before we get onto the Chelsea bashing. Um Arsenal just lose. half-bashing. Yeah, half-bashing. They still get a point. Um, but Arsenal lose at home to Crystal Palace 3-2. Now, I, one of my delusions was Arsenal were going to pick up more points at home than they would on the road in half as many games. That doesn't seem like it's going to come true because I was very much expecting them to take all of the available points at home. They had won 10 in a row at home um, in the league before this. And uh, it, they just... Just couldn't, do, just couldn't do it. Um, Christian Benteke, uh, who hasn't scored in 50 years, gets the first goal. And Mustafi just, instead of marking him, Mustafi just decided to to run, still running with the path of the attackers, just not actually do anything about it. Um, so at halftime, Palace going with the lead. Then two minutes into the second half, Ozil, um, with his trademarked uh, chip finish that he just drives the ball into the ground, it bounces over the keeper, and this might have been the best of those finishes that he's done five or six times now. Um, and you think, okay, two minutes into the second half, it's 1-1. Arsenal have this from here on out. They're gonna, They're going to find a way to win this game. They're going to get all three points. And, That's what I
1: thought for sure. And then I looked back and saw the score again.
0: And then uh, 61st minute Wolf Zaha. Um, I know he was being defended somewhat by Mustafi. Um, Mustafi was certainly present. Um, but didn't do much. It looked like he was trying to <laughs> usher the ball to Leno to pick up who was nowhere close. There. are were a hundred better options for Mustafi. And I honestly think it would have been less humiliating if he would have put that in his own net.
1: Yeah, like, I mean...
0: Put it out for a corner. Could, he could have put it out for a throw-in. But put it out for a corner. Pass it back to Leno. Put him under pressure to clear it quickly. I still rather you do that than whatever the hell it was that he did.
1: Yeah, I mean... His his whole performance, I, I like I said, I only saw the I only saw the highlights of this game. Um, I fortunately worked through it. One of the worst performances by a defender, I don't think I, I, that I've seen. I mean, he's he he, he could be blamed. He can definitely he was definitely at fault for the first two goals. He can even be blamed for the third goal in that corner. He's supposed know.
0: to be marking Macarthur and did and nothing of the, the sort.
1: And it goes right to Macarthur and it goes in. Yeah. Uh, um, so he's yeah he's guarding. The three goal scorers when they score goals. The yeah. first two are laughable. Yeah, and this is um, this
0: is up there with... Um, the DiMicelli With the Marty Demichelis goal. Or, uh, goal, yeah. Marty DiMichelis performance. performance. Um, I don't remember who they were playing that night, but that... <laughs> I, so I didn't actually get to witness this Arsenal game. I watched extended highlights of it, but like I said, fortunately I was working through it. Um, but that... From matches that I've actually watched uh, as they happened, that Demichelis performance had to be one, the worst one I had ever seen from a, he, a he defender. Joe Hart. Yeah, he single-handedly uh, ruined that game for Man City. But um, I, I will, I will say that if I was available and watched this game um, as it happened, I think Mustafi would have overtaken that. He's a player that he's. I think your TV would have been broken. He's got to be. The worst signing, at least in the Premier League era, in Arsenal's history. They paid £35 million for him. Yeah, and it's crazy crazy when first had him, he's never gotten close to that level. He looked okay. He looked a decent defender when they first signed him, but he didn't look like a £35 million defender.
1: I mean, in today's world, I think he did at that first point and like when you first had him the first couple of months and then it just completely tailed off like, but I, even I then know, he's playing
0: just... he's playing alongside Laurent Koscielny and he, Koscielny makes any defender that's playing next to him look better and, and it's go gotten back, to a point and... that Koscielny can't make Mustafi look any better
1: yeah, and it's, I mean, now it's its mostly just reached banter levels. Like, there's the the recording of the player's speeds and Mustafi was running in the wrong direction. Yeah, and there's they, an Their is running
0: there. in the wrong direction at time of uh, recording. Like, what is that? Oh now, there's the God, video, uh, there's a video in training where whatever team in a mini-game that Mustafi is on, they win and he does a, ha- a, a headstand or something like that. And... <laughs> So it's just made into a meme. At uh, attacking player runs at Mustafi, and this is how he reacts. Just hey, let me let me stand in my head for a few minutes, and it's like he's got to be he's got to be the worst player that still gets playing time at a top six club. Yeah, and that's not my delusion this week.
1: No, that would, no. If you, if,
0: my delusion would be, you just... be that we should hold on to Mustafi. i think arsenal are really going to turn him into uh, a world class defender that's not even a delusion you should hospitalize me if i ever said those thoughts seriously
1: yeah absolutely
0: um, but he was atrocious Aubameyang, with a solo goal gets a little bit lucky with the bounce off the defender makes it 3-2 um, they had a couple chances Keeps him in that had a chase. Yeah they had a couple chances in the final 12 13 minutes plus stoppage time um but it just, it just didn't, didn't materialize for the Gunners. No points in a home match. Um, like I said, the first time they had not won a, a match at home in their last in in eleven matches, they won the previous ten. Um, so they refused to pick up any points after after already knowing that Tottenham and United picked up no points. Now Chelsea. They only pick up one, two, two, uh, with all the goals scored by the twenty fourth minute.
1: Yeah, and um, another it was another goal of the goal of the game sort of contest.
0: Yeah, Jeff Hendrick with the volley, uh, then Conte scores, which set up beautifully by Hazard. Um, Higuain with with a goal from an angle that I don't quite know how he scored it.
1: Right, it was the Higuain of old, certainly for those for that first half.
0: Yeah, and then. Um, Chelsea concede on a set piece, and by the twenty-fourth minute, goal. the uh, the scoring is done with. Um, yeah. Typical Chelsea performance, really though. Um, yeah. I look, mean, the better like, team go looked, down, <laughs> go up, still concede. Don't get everything from it. Um,
1: yeah, it baffling to me. They they um, were Bur- by far the better team. Burnley, and They're going to play Burnley. Thought, Burnley didn't do like anything didn't... in the second no, half. It, it's like it's as if Chelsea. Like, knew they were going to play Burnley, knew they were going to have all the possession, and just didn't practice set-piece defense in the week. You're playing Burnley. Like, you'd think that this team, Chelsea, Chelsea are a possession-based side, yet they're so bad in set-pieces. When you play to that strength of having the ball all the time, the only chance for other teams to score against you are set-pieces. And they are so abysmal on them. It's unbelievable. It was laughable. They had three guys guarding the same space. Guard a man. So hey, I, I think Danny hey, Higginbottom. guarding said guarding
0: a space is okay with me, considering that I have to root for Mustafi and he can't even do that much.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so Danny Higginbottom even said, like, guard a man. Spaces don't score goals.
0: <laughs> he happens to be a little bit right on that one, um, but yeah, uh. y- like, y- like you said, the set piece defending was terrible, but. The fact that they couldn't score a goal in that second half is just unacceptable. Um, they took Conte out at halftime. So, yeah. So, by by the second half, the two of their subs are gone. Kovacic comes on for Conte, who scored. Um, a player that shouldn't be scoring goals scores a goal. Let's sub him off. Yeah. Um, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek had a pretty good chance in the first half um, that he it just curled just wide. If I'm not mistaken, that was him, right?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, that's, Callum, like, that's like one of his sweet spots. He's yeah, had a couple goals from there this season.
0: Callum Hudson-Adoy, uh, don't expect to see him on the pitch even by the start of next season. Looks like he's ruptured his Achilles. Um, so from yeah, bad which to is worse. Very there. Interesting.
1: I don't think a team is going to buy him at this point. Yeah, so it so, looks like he's very much going to be staying with Chelsea.
0: So it'll be next season. You got Higuain at center forward. Uh, Hazard's going to be wearing the white uh, at Real Madrid, but you'll have, uh, once Hudson-Odoi is healthy, you'll have him and Christian Pulisic. Um, So there's something to look forward to there. Um, But one thing I will say, uh, Giroud was brought on in the 77th minute, and this is not something that I really noticed um, or really paid much attention to. Now, As an Arsenal fan, I don't like seeing Giroud play for Chelsea. He's not one of those players that went on to play for a rival, and you hate because it was kind of it was really the club's decision um, to send him away, and there just wasn't a spot for him at Arsenal anymore. But there's just sometimes where a player is wearing wears the jersey of of the club that he's on, and he just doesn't look right. And that's what Olivier Giroud in a blue Chelsea shirt looks like to me. It just doesn't look like the right. It just, there's something like, it's like almost wrong about it. Like he's, it like, like he's breaking some sort of rule by wearing a Chelsea shirt, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'll add to this, you know, actual, you know, uh, quality punditry here and say, what bothers me about Giroud is he hasn't grown his hair back yet. He keeps cutting it. He keeps cutting it. He's not letting it grow out again. You think he's like, going to give see- it the
0: summer where he's going to be out of the public eye and it it can go through that awkward stage?
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: Because we won't we won't question uh, Olivier Giroud's looks on this podcast.
1: You will not have it. Um, Higuain looked pretty pissed to be – Subbed off. Yeah. I thought he had a good game. I thought he had a good game. But, I mean, again, like, I don't think Loftus-Cheek should have – I mean, maybe he should have taken off Loftus-Cheek, who kind of faded out of the game a little bit as he gone on. Well, uh,
0: I mean, you know, it's not – You weren't going to take off Loftus-Cheek for Giroud because if you wanted to bring on Giroud, you're – No, no,
1: no. I'm, I, there was two options Sarabh was going to make. He was either going to bring on Barkley for uh, for Loftus-Cheek or he was going to bring on Giroud for Higuain. So I don't know why – like, it, it, like. I don't know why he, I mean, obviously he felt frustrated because he thought he was playing well, but like you guys weren't scoring against Burnley. He has to try something. And he only had two options. They had one sub left because they used the one to uh, put Pedro on for Hudson and in the first half and made a sub at halftime. Yeah. So,
0: um, now Jorginho has started every, every game for Chelsea or did he miss, has he missed a game?
1: Um, are you talking just the league? Just the league. The stats or- so just the league. Okay. Um, so I'm looking
0: at you guys. You guys have played 35. He's started 34. Didn't come on as a sub in the one that he's missed. Two goals um, in the season. No assists. As a a midfielder who's kind of the guy that you're supposed to be, uh, kind of starting things. He's he's your transition midfielder. Why is it that he hasn't been able to get even lucky and get an assist this season? Why oh, is he well, think- why is he so preferred? Why is it Conte that came off at halftime? Why is Jorginho Well, Jorginho The I mean, one we that talked
1: about this before. Jorginho gets the system running. Jorginho is meant to get the assist before the assist. So that's more what his role is. I still think he should have one or two at least. Like, he, like I think I don't know what César Fabregas' stats were when he was playing in that role this season. But César Fabregas is able to ping a ball from anywhere on the field, and you know from that position was able to get assists. Whereas Jorginho, his role isn't necessarily for that. But you'd think that maybe he can hit a ball over the top and 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 get an assist. But it's not what his style is or what his role is in that team. His team is to start is to he starts the play out. He starts the transition and he's the guy who gets you the pass before the assist.
0: But even in that sense, he's only created four big chances on the season.
1: Yeah, I mean no, I I, th- I certainly think there can be more. But I don't want to criticize him too much for not having assists cuz that's not necessarily what he It's is not yeah, it's not the
0: number one goal. It's not um but it's My just My biggest
1: criticism of yeah, I mean, my biggest criticism of him is he often lacks physicality or sometimes he'll hold on to the ball for too long and get casual and get caught out. That's my biggest concern. Um, but yeah, I think maybe... Like, I think he should at least have like two or three assists. But I guess the way... I mean, the way the system is working, obviously, like you look at Hazard, Hazard has 13 assists this season. Yeah,
0: the way so the system works, it's like, ah, goals are overrated. Who needs I'll tell them? you
1: what we, what we really need is... Our, our fullbacks don't have nearly enough assists because apparently they can't cross a ball to save their life. It's been, it's been a rough Which is pretty
0: vital to uh, Giroud's game uh, when he comes on as yeah, a sub. Certainly. So uh, it's kind of like – it reminds me of when uh, – Arsenal were going back and forth between Giroud and Walcott. One would start, one would come on as a sub, and then they would switch it up the next game. But it would always be, hey, Giroud's on. We're going to play through balls in. Oh, Walcott came on. All right, let's uh, start crossing the ball in. So, like, you're just never playing to the strengths of the players, um, just trying to put players in a system, and it doesn't yeah. quite work out. But
1: um, I mean, like, look at Chelsea. Chelsea have 59 goals this season. Hazard is responsible for 29 of them.
0: Yeah. It's just, that's insane. Yeah. Insane. Um, and with, you know, three games left in the league, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him overtake that uh, and be responsible for at least half of their goals. Um, yeah. So, looking at the table, um, Liverpool at the top, Man City uh, two points behind with the game in hand. Now, good thing for you. Uh, tomorrow as we record here on Monday night, tomorrow and Wednesday, the games in hand are played. So we will finally have uh, even games played in the table. So uh, right now, Liverpool on the top, but having played an extra game. Um, And then third place Tottenham on 67 points, Chelsea on 67 points with an extra game played. Arsenal on 66 and United on 64. So, um it's it's down it's down to this. They've teamed these teams that want to finish in the top four, you gotta win the your remaining games. Chelsea, gotta win your next three. And even if they do, they may not make top four. Um yeah. but next weekend, Chelsea Manchester United. Oh, what a game that's gonna be. I I'm really looking forward to that one on Sunday. Um so we we get a Manchester Derby and then United's got to turn around with whatever result they get and be ready for another vital game in their season. So um, yeah, after the, the next time we talk, it'll be 35 matches played between all 20 clubs. and I know I know that makes you happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's just like finally just clear my head a little bit. Um, There's too many scenarios I have to worry about. It's like, oh, Chelsea, hey, if they win this game against Burnley today, they'll be three points ahead of the people below them. But once Arsenal get three more points, they have a goal thing. So I'm like, I was yeah. thinking about it. It's like Chelsea beat Burnley by five. Let's close that gap on the goal difference here. So I don't yeah. have to worry about having equal points to anyone.
0: And uh, I know last week we talked about um, who we think are going to make the top four. Um, that's it's got to change for me after United's result. I thought that United were going to make the top four. Um, I don't see that happening now, especially with the next two matches they have to play. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's Tottenham. Tottenham's going to finish in third. And it's going to be one of the London clubs to finish uh, fourth. I think United's going to end up in the season uh, in sixth where where they were when uh, Solskjaer took over. Um, I'm just struggling to figure out if it's going to be Arsenal or Chelsea that uh, play in the Champions League next season. And remember, um, it could. How interesting would it be, you know, if uh, Arsenal finish fourth and then Chelsea win the Europa League final, which could be against Arsenal or vice versa, where um, you know you go into a game, whichever of those two clubs finishes fourth, uh, they can say, "Let's get this European trophy and keep." our uh our big rival out of the Champions League next season.
1: That could be very maddening watching that.
0: Yeah, but um to your team. In in that in that case if if Chelsea do finish 4th, Arsenal finish 5th and it's an Arsenal Chelsea Europa League final, um which Arsenal will have to get through Valencia, Chelsea through Frankfurt. Um but if that does happen, we will not be talking. We will record yeah. the podcast. It will not be a uh, delusional soccer podcast. It, it'll be a delusional soccer podcast. Won't be shared by two brothers in close association. I'll tell you that. All right. Yeah. We're gonna have to change up that intro a little bit just for just for those few weeks because there's I think three three weeks or maybe two and a half weeks between the end of the Premier League season and the Europa League final. Um, so uh, those no, those you. three weeks. Uh, me and you are not getting along if if this yeah. plays out uh, like I expect it to.
1: Yeah, and I do want I do want to say it, it would be incredibly uh, cool to see a Champions League final between two English clubs and a Europa League final also between two English clubs. That'd be be different, It'd be something very interesting to see.
0: A hell of a showcase for uh, English clubs in Europe after a few years of struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And now on to our Reddit question of the week. Uh, This week's question was, what player has impressed you the most once they left the Premier League? Not everyone makes it in the Premier League. Dusan Tadic looks a completely different player since his move from Southampton to Champions League semifinal bound Ajax. Who impressed you the most after leaving England? Um, So the top comment on here, says, personally, I'd say Tadic was great at Southampton. Really surprised they sold him. Dusan Tadic, in four seasons, in league appearances only, he made 134 appearances in the Premier League. He scored 20 goals. Since his move to Ajax, he's made 31 appearances. That is 103 less Appearances and he has scored twenty-two goals. So in hundred three less appearances, he has two more goals. So don't tell me that he was great at Southampton. Southampton no, were nearly players. relegated last season, and now was he's he in on? a Champions was he still League. Still there? Yes, he was. Wow. Uh, and now he's yeah. in a Champions League semifinal.
1: Yeah, uh, he was I... certainly one of their better players. I think he dealt with injuries a lot, but still, like what he's done. And just watching him play, the the skill that I've seen him use, the confidence I see him play with, and he's in a he's he's helped. He's been one of the key players in getting them to the semifinal. Yeah, and, like, this and, is and he, he's he playing. It.
0: I get that uh, with Southampton, he played out wide, and with Ajax, uh, he's been playing as a center forward, which is um, apparently the spot for him.
1: Yeah. He's been incredible. Um, what were some of the other, the other gems that we got on the comments? I know you were, you said this is our was our best uh, Reddit question. Um, uh, yeah, so definitely far, the right? worst
0: out of the three. Uh, because someone commented, uh, "Daily Blind for me should have never left United." Now, someone replied to that. and Where's said— Where's
1: Daily Blind at now?
0: Ajax. <laughs> He's at Ajax. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So they said uh, we sold Blind and kept Jones. Business Masterclass. Yeah, Jones is not great. But Daly Blind was n- no more than a squad player at United and would not have been more than that this season. Um, yeah. But well, another player who's been impressive since leaving, I guess. He's in a Champions League semifinal with Tadic. Um, then you uh, decided to comment on this one and said, feel like Ronaldo's career has been all right since leaving England, which uh, hot take there.
1: Yeah, I was four, trying to... Four uh, Champions
0: Leagues is okay. He's People uh,
1: were giving us some weird answers. I was like, I, are people forgetting about Ronaldo? Are people forgetting about like a player like Dimitri Payet, who was in a Europa League final last year with uh, Marseille? Yeah. It's like...
0: Now, uh, someone said, I'd say Morata looks like a completely different player compared to when he played for Chelsea. Seems like he's found his finishing touch. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's been too soon. I'd say he it's been it's been like a
0: week. Balls. Yeah, so I mean, a good return, but not the type of answer we were looking for. I'd say. Um, and then the final one that we had on there was Depay has boomed since leaving the Prem. I know he was good when he was with PSV, but he's gotten ten times better. And that that's one that I agree with. He has been very good since he signed for Lyon. Um, Memphis Depay right. didn't quite make it at Old Trafford. Um, and honestly could be a victim of the time he was there, but he has looked a good player since leaving. God,
1: 33 appearances, two goals. Yeah. Oh.
0: Awful. Makes you want to throw up, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, now yeah, it's delusion time. And it's always delusion time. Right? It really is. Uh, I've had a couple a couple thoughts. I've kind of gone back and forth as we've discussed it, Um, and you almost made a delusion similar to what I – What I'm going to say here. Okay. Um, You said that you have more confidence in... Did you say you had more confidence in City beating United than City beating Burnley? Yes. I'm going to go against that. Manchester Derby on Wednesday night. Manchester United will win. They will take all three points in the Derby uh, despite their poor run of form. And Liverpool you, will win
1: you, the Premier League. The Premier. So that t- that totally goes against your first delusion of the season. I just, want, I just want to say that. That's fine.
0: I'm very contradicting. Your first
1: delusion of the season was this is the year for Jurgen Klopp to win the league. He's not going to do it, and he's going to be gone at the end of next season.
0: I think just it's, it's too easy right now. Convenient. Uh, ten,
1: convenient because now you're automatically going to be right. Boom. It's ten ball. wins in a row. Okay. Ten wins in a row for City gotta come to an end sometime right
0: it has to uh you would think but uh oh i'm going out on a
1: podcast is telling us to follow best handsome babe here
0: interesting
1: um, breaking news okay but that's interesting I, I mean i could see it back to your delusion i could see it happening um it's a derby Form gets thrown out the window.
0: Remember last year, um, what happened when these two teams played at the end of the season? Yeah, two 0 up at halftime yeah. for City. Looked a different class, and then Pogba scored two goals in four seconds. And I, I was wh- at I was at brunch. In uh, BC. <laughs> Chris Smalling, I believe, scored the winner of that game. Anything it's, is possible.
1: So your delusion is Manchester United get all three points and Liverpool win the league
0: it's more so focused on manchester united winning this game because
1: uh, okay. i just
0: think that the effect of it gifts liverpool the title
1: you're just you're just riding your luck with the uh, uh, delusions of manchester city losing big games
0: try and stop me now
1: wow okay um There were also, we should say, there were, I just want to bring up one thing. There were delusional statements made in the media leading up to Chelsea's recent game. Maurizio Sarri said that he thinks the media puts too much attention on the Champions League because uh, a lot of luck is involved to win it. Uh, that's it's very interesting coming from someone who is most likely not going to get the Champions League next season and his only way to do
0: it is to win its uh less prestigious competition yeah. um, um,
1: you know I think the media gives the Champions League too much importance it, it's the most important competition for clubs, but it's a competition with straight elimination, so we need to play very well, but you need to be lucky in the competition
0: so quick question, Maurizio,
1: sorry um what the fuck? Oh, language. It's going to be played at Easter next year. Yeah,
0: quick question for you,
1: Jared. What the fuck is mauricio Sorry <laughs> saying? Dude, What? <laughs> what
0: is happening?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Yes,
0: the Champions uh. League involves luck. You don't think that there's a few lucky decisions that can go your way in the Premier League, too? <sighs> That's classic downplaying of a competition just in case they don't make it that you were
1: brought in yeah like that you were brought in to help them get
0: do you think he said that to them in his interview uh, before they before they hired him all right so we want you to come in
1: there's a, we, there's a we think the barrier. premier league
0: we think the premier league's going to be a tough one to win this year but champions league we've got to make top 4 we've got to get back into the champions league and he said lads it's overrated we don't need champions league and they were like We're on board. Welcome to Chelsea Football Club. (laughs) I don't think that's how it played out.
1: No, I I
0: hardly think. But Hell, hell of a delusion to end the show on, though.
1: Yeah, just there. There have been multiple delusions on this this episode, and we've made callbacks to our other delusions. Like I said, we've been patting ourselves on the back all episode. Uh, but thank you for listening in. This has been Footy Do, a delusional soccer podcast. Footy Do is a delusion, a soccer delusion, shared by two brothers in close association unless Arsenal and Chelsea are in the Europa League final together. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Footy Do, and please check out our podcast on Anchor. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on loads more. Those are the, the probably the easiest to access, please, uh, take a look on there. Please leave a review for us. Five stars will help us uh, get seen by people on Apple Podcasts. Give us some more exposure, and we can start building our our soccer community, our delusional community. And we can start, you know, taking delusions and hearing delusions from you and talking about them on the podcast. Also, check out our Reddit questions at Footy to Do every week. Look for a new Reddit question, um, and we're going to talk about it on the podcast. But uh, that is it for now. Uh, we got an exciting title race probably the most exciting title race in recent memory if not all time to look forward to so uh we'll we'll talk then